Welcome to Beautiful Adaptive Warrior. I'm your host, Angie Huser. It's time to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? I'd like to give a shout out to Lass and Andrew from Levitate out of Copenhagen, Denmark for the amazing interview we had last week with them. If you missed that episode, make sure you go back and take a listen. They are an amazing company doing great things to empower amputees getting back to a healthy lifestyle. And today, I am going to talk to you about the journey of being an amputee and personally where I'm at, because it's not always what you think it's going to be. And like I said, it is a journey. So for those of you that know my story, I've been an amputee now for two years, which in the realm of being an amputee is still pretty new and my limb is constantly changing day to day. Um, And just back in December, I had a TMR surgery, which is basically, um, they found a neuroma in the back of my residual limb that was hurting me. And we had um, a surgeon remove it and then they reroute those major nerves into muscle tissue so the nerves have some place to fire um, instead of just kind of firing all throughout the the limb and so um, that was december i was on crutches for four weeks while i healed uh, finally got my leg back on after about four and a half weeks and started motoring around felt great i was so excited about what i was noticing and the changes uh, were great. I I totally suggested if you're really struggling with nerve pain and you're an amputee, um, and I will have my doctor on at the end of April. So you'll get to hear a little bit from him and what he does. And um, I hope that you reach out to him. But until then, um, what I've noticed is um, your mental game as an amputee has to be pretty strong. Because no matter what happens, there is no perfect. It's just, there's going to be something. Um, I speak from experience um, and it looks like I'm constantly doing stuff and going and no problems, but in the true um, nature of being transparent, which is something I've been trying to live my amputee life by so that others can see that it's not all fun and games and easy peasy for some people. The transparency side of me decided that after this last weekend in hiking that it was time um, to kind of go into the next phase of this journey. So yes, the surgery worked really well. Um, Can't complain there. But now that I've got my leg on and again, the limb is changing because for four weeks it wasn't on and for four weeks it was swollen from surgery. I now am feeling a certain pain come back. Uh, It's crazy. It's um, not all the time, but when it comes and it rears its ugly head, it is sharp and to the point, but it's, it's crazy because it's sharp in my shin that no longer is there. Um, I've told people in the past what that feels like is it feels like shaving your leg and instead of shaving hair, 
shaving up the skin. Um, then having that hot water from the shower hit it. Yeah, that's kind of the pain. So um, welcome to my life. <laughs> and um, how do I smile through that? Some days it's not so easy. Um, especially when I can tolerate the pain, but I feel like it also holds me back from doing the things I want to do. Um, getting in and out of my Jeep, I've noticed that I struggle when I pull my leg up because my left leg is my last leg into my Jeep and it's my residual limb leg with my prosthetic on. So when my leg is hanging, all that weight from my mechanical leg is holding down that skin, pulling down, and that's when I notice it the most. So, like I said, being transparent, the reason I talk about this today is because there are ups and downs with being an amputee. There is no quick fix. There's no, uh, everything will be gone. All the phantom sensations, all the phantom pains will be gone forever. Um, I've noticed that some people will say they've been an amputee for 30 or 40 years and they still get phantom pains or someone who is 20 years out and all of a sudden has the worst phantom pains they've ever had. So I think as an amputee, the smartest thing that we can do is to not lie to ourselves. We need to brace our mental self for the journey that's to come. And that means good days with bad days. And bad days don't have to be awful, awful put you on your back kind of days. They can just be you're not where you want to be. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. So what do you do? Well, first off, your mental game, like I said, has to be strong. And you have to come to the realization that it's not perfect. It was great because the doctor that did my TMR surgery, I saw him yesterday. And, you know, his comment was, just remember, it, me with two legs, if I were to go out and go running, the next day I'm going to be sore and I'm going to be hurting. So that's me without an amputation. So you have to understand that being an amputee, you're going to have days where you hit your socket differently, you put it on differently, and you're going to hit certain areas that might bump or bruise the bone or whatever. And that makes perfect sense when you hear somebody else say that. Sometimes we get into our own heads too much and we think it's just us. But you know what I tell you, I refuse to play a victim. I'm not a victim. I chose this path. Some of you I know didn't. But that doesn't mean you still have to be a victim. Because the victim mentality is a defeatist mentality and it, it, it tears you down. And if you're physically hurting, then you better have a sharp emotional and mental game. And the only way you can do that is by staying positive, surround yourself by people that can help, that support you. Um, and for me, keeping myself busy, um, is a huge triumph in my corner is if I sit around and do nothing, I'm going to think about the pain. But if I start getting active, yeah, of course the pain will come up and it'll rear its ugly head, but at least I'm doing something. And for me, being healthy is what keeps me mentally sharp. Now, I tell you that I went and saw my surgeon from December. Um, but I also went and saw my prosthetist yesterday. And this goes back to my concept of you need to advocate for yourself. Again, it is not a victim mentality. It is an embrace this journey mentality. And what it is, is what it is. People that don't have amputees, 
have ups and downs. Why would we be different? Just because we have an amputation. Yeah, we have one more thing to deal with. But it's just that. And you need to have faith that you will get through it. I've noticed a lot. As a parent, I've noticed that there are ups and downs in raising a child in different levels and ages of the kids. There's different phases. And each phase seems like it's going on forever. And then one day you realize it's done. And you're on to a new phase. And you have to deal with that phase. So you need to live right now for what it is right now. Now I say advocate for yourself. And it's something I'm always trying to push. If you don't advocate for yourself and tell your medical professionals you need to see them, they don't know. They have hundreds of other people they see. So no one's going to just call you up and say, hey, how you doing? You need to go and say, I need to see you. So I pushed and pushed to get to my prosthetist before we take off on a, a trip here coming up. I needed to, to let him know that I was feeling this pain that I had before. That it obviously wasn't nerve pain because I put 100% confidence in this doctor that everything he could do, he did. So I saw my prosthetist yesterday morning. I said, this is what's happening. And I think I took off and put on my leg a couple times, three or four times when he patted it up, changed this, added that, went into this back room, did some things to it until I knew I wasn't bottoming out is what they call it. So for me, I think my limb changed from my surgery and I shrunk towards the middle. And what happens is that you lay down inside of it. Well, if you're doing that, then you're probably hitting your bone a lot more and you're probably beating up that muscle that's wrapped around the bottom of the bone. So went there, got that handled, already felt better. Like I wasn't hitting those same points. So, all right, one thing down, one thing I could do is, is physically make some changes to my prosthetic. Awesome. Then I went and I had an appointment already pre-scheduled, a post-op one with my doctor. So that was great because I got to go see him. And I said, listen, this has come back. Um, I think it may be muscle attachment. And when I say that, I don't know exactly. I can visualize it. And remember, it's my body. I know my body. When I do certain things, like try to do, like stretch my hamstring out of my residual limb, I feel the tension build up and pull on the top of my limb. And that hurts. So I'm putting two and two together and realize that when my muscle pulls tight, it hurts. Okay, if I try to flex the muscle without my prosthetic on, it can hurt. That being said, before I went and saw my um, surgeon that did the TMR surgery in December, I also made an appointment with the surgeon who amputated my leg just so I could cover all my bases. So I saw my process yesterday morning. I saw the TMR surgeon yesterday afternoon. Um, he and he's the one that said, you know, this might be it. It doesn't hurt to go see your your surgeon, um, but we're gonna have to figure out how to make this work. And he goes, sometimes you need to just kind of get yourself and push through. And I'm a push through kind of person anyway. So he was speaking the, my language. Um, he also mentioned maybe having to get on something like gabapentin, and he knew by the look on my face, which was still half covered with a mask, mind you that I was not pleased with that answer because after eight years of pain medication, I was so proud of myself that about two weeks after amputation, I was on nothing. 
and I didn't take anything after the TMR surgery. I was not really excited about hearing that maybe I had to go on something that would maybe just take the edge off that sharp pain, I guess. Anyway, we'll see. So again, I left that office and I also called my pain management doctor. <laughs> so now prosthesis has been seen. The TMR surgeon has been seen. I have an appointment with my uh, surgeon who did my amputation um, in a week and a half. And now I'm going to talk to my pain management doctor, which I'm not really excited about. But whatever needs to be done, I will experiment because I have a, hopefully a very long life ahead of me and I have to figure out what's going to work and what's not going to work. Um, but I know where my preferences are. I also, for those of you that don't know, I have a, a, a DRG or a neurotransmitter implanted in the, in my back, lower back. That was to help with pain when I still had my full leg. We were trying everything because pain management medications weren't working. So I'm really not hopeful that they're going to work this time because I didn't work when I had a leg. But again, like I said, I won't shut down an avenue that a doctor suggests until I've tried it. And if I've tried it and given it my best and it still doesn't work, then I will shut it down. But I can't complain about pain and not do what I'm told I should try doing. That being said, I am now going to see all four of my medical practitioners so they're all in the same boat with me and they all understand where I'm at and where I want to be. And they, trust me, they know where I want to be. Um, I do not like sitting around. I do not like caving into pain. Um, I started feeling this pain about a week ago. It just came out of the blue and I don't know what triggered it, but, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get out anyways. So my husband and I went for a hike last week and I hiked where I had to literally put my sticks down and rock climb up certain areas um, and then turn around and have to come back down that same area. Uh, yes, I did feel some pain, um, but I'm not going to stop living my life. I just won't. I, I won't give in that way. Yes, it hurt at times, not all the time, but yes, it hurt throughout the hour and a half that I hiked. But the great feeling I had feeling healthy and stronger after that. And I, I got some of those, you know, anxiousness now, the anxieties or whatever that builds up from sometimes not knowing what's going to happen next with your limb or your circumstance, you know, get out and be active because it, it clears your mind. It lets you think straight. Um, it wears you out so you can stop being so pent up with energy and thoughts. Um, so I highly suggest it if you, if you want to walk, if you want to bike, if you want to get out and swim in our area with Arizona, hiking's everywhere. So I choose to hike. I like, I like different terrain. I don't like walking on sidewalks as much. Anyway, so how do you handle this when this comes up? Like I said, I push through um, sometimes it's not good. Sometimes I push through and it hurts me. Um, but then I get up the next day and I just deal with it again and I go through with it. You do know, have to know your own body enough to know how much your body is willing to withstand that I will tell you, but you have to also know when you're playing the victim. And if you cave to that, then getting help and even support because people don't want to be around victims. Um, it's not good vibes for them, and everybody's got their own issues. 
You know, we're not, there's nobody out there, no matter what you see on social media, there's nobody out there that's without an issue, without a bad day, without a moment or a struggle or a circumstance. So instead of playing that card and putting out negative vibes, put out the positive vibes. You don't know who's watching, you don't know who's listening, and you don't know who you'll inspire, which for me is a a healthy thing. I like to make sure that I don't complain. I like that my family sees that I um, will get up and go and that I'm not a sit around and cater to me kind of person. Nothing will stop me. And that's the mentality I have chosen to take on my journey. Now, one thing that I did have, and, I, and I'll tell you, this was the coolest thing ever. Um, one thing with my medical team throughout all of this journey, from the moment I hurt myself in karate like nine years ago through today, I stay in touch with all my medical staff. Not so much some of the surgeons, um, but definitely any physical therapists I've seen or that odd doctor that's not the surgeon. And, you know, I keep in touch with them. My very first PT, I think I may have mentioned, I still go back to him and I give him updates on where I'm at so he can see that he was a stepping stone in the right direction and that I am in a much better place than I was and that him releasing me to go with somebody else if I found somebody else was um, a great decision on his part because I had exhausted him and all his resources and uh, he just wanted the best for me and that's the kind of that's the kind of people I want to surround myself with and I really think you need to as well because as much as you advocate for yourself of course we have less medical knowledge than our practitioners And so they're there to help decipher and navigate those avenues. And your job as an advocate for yourself is to understand your own body enough to fight for it. And if you don't, no one else will. Like I said, they have hundreds of other people they see. You know, we we don't stand out differently just because we have an amputation or whatever. My surgeon that did my amputation has done hundreds of amputations. He's an oncology um, orthopedic surgeon, so he deals with cancer patients. So, you know, in the realm of things, I need to make sure that I connect when I need help. When I went back to the first PT I ever had, um, and I told him I decided I was going to amputate, he's like, you know what? You need to do a vision board. And I'm like, well, what's that? Because I told him it at that time, that's that time between September and the amputation in December, I had a lot of hours between September and December to think about all the positives and negatives. And of course, when you're unsure and you don't know what to expect, I mean, someone's taking your leg off, something you've had all your life. Um, A lot of negative comes out and I'm not a negative person, but there was times where I was scared to death. Did I make the right call? Is this the right thing? I can cancel any time. I don't need to do this. So when I told him I was struggling with those emotions, he suggested a vision board. And I'll tell you what, that was the coolest suggestion I've ever had. So a vision board. And I literally took it as a board. Like I went to a store and I bought like a a pushpin kind of cloth, nice looking, something I can put out that wouldn't look, it would fit in with my 
furniture in my, I wanted it in my bedroom. Okay. Cause what happened was for me, um, I would not sleep well, you know, dreams, thoughts coming in on, in the subconscious. And when I'd wake in the morning, I'd almost be in a panic already for the whole day on my decision to amputate. Okay. That's frightening. And I told him that and he goes, put it in your bedroom so that when you wake up in the morning, you see it. I'm like, okay. So I knew my location. I went and got my board. I don't know. It's not that big. It's maybe 20 by 24 inches, somewhere around that size. And I, I called my, I have three big brothers and a, an older sister. I called each one of them and I reached out to some of their kids who are in their 20s. And I just said, guys, I need some positive messages. Send me anything. Send me a quote you love, a Bible verse, um, just at your own message, anything that will keep me in a positive state of mind. And then it was great. I started getting mail and there was an, a card from my one brother's family and his kids and they wrote in it. And, you know, uh, there's a song that I love by for King and country called fight on fighter. And that was a quote that my niece put in there. Um, I use music a lot to motivate myself. Um, and that changes just based on my mood, but music is very um, dear to me and it really can move me, um, to do great things. So she knew that. And so she had that, um, I had my brother write me, um, a note and included a picture and it was the most cool picture ever because they all live in Illinois and I'm here in Arizona. They sent a picture when they all had gathered and they were all looking at the camera but it looked like they were looking at me and I could just cry right now thinking of it because it's, I don't get to see my family that much, but we always look out for each other. When you have a family of five kids and your parents, you know, it's a busy house and to have them all there, nieces and nephews and my brothers, and my sister, they were looking at me. It, it was profound to have that on my vision board. Um, I also had uh, people send me Bible verses. There's notes that I took of my, for myself, motivating myself with positive, like a positive mantra or whatever. And then my husband went through old pictures of us as we grew as a couple and a family of me doing things. Because one of the things my PT said is, put pictures on there of what you want to be doing again. You guys, I have not skied with my family in like eight years. Eight years where my kids were growing up, you know, between like eight years old and 16. I missed those growing years of skiing. Like I helped them start learning to ski when they were little, like four and five. And then all of a sudden at like eight and 10, I wasn't able to go with them. And there have been ski trips every year. And every year I'd sit at the bottom of the mountain and tears would drip down my face as I watched them get on the ski lift with their dad and go up and ski all day without me. And I did that for like, I think four or five years, six years. Um, so my husband, who is amazing, um, found pictures of me skiing in deep powder, um, pictures, hiking pictures of playing with the kids. 
And I posted these pictures all over my vision board with notes from family, picture of my family. Um, I have little crosses near it. Um, now I have a St. Jude Hero Ambassador tag hanging from it uh, because I started doing stuff for St. Jude as an amputee. Um, there are, I have a Barbie doll that's in front of it now, sitting up against it that has uh, a prosthetic leg, a full prosthetic leg, so she's an above knee, which is so cool. Um, so yeah, a vision board. Now I made that up in like, I don't know, maybe it was October before my surgery. And I've added things here and there or took takes taken some stuff out, but mostly it's pretty much stayed static for me because I had it done the way I wanted and I'm still reaching for a lot of those goals. But it sits there and every morning I wake up, that is the first thing I see when I turn and get out of bed, grab my crutches. It's right by my crutches. And I get a look at that and I go, yep. And now it's more about, yep, I've skied. I've done that. I might be doing it with one leg, but I've done it. And I get to see my family smiling at me who I miss every day. And I haven't been able to see now that the pandemic's happened, we have not traveled back to Illinois. So I haven't seen them in over a year. So what I am suggesting every week, I have a call to action. Something you can actively participate doing instead of just listening to me. I want you to make a vision board. Create it. Call it your own. Put on there things that you want to see happen for yourself. Dream. That's what it's about. If we stop dreaming, we stop living. And when we stop living, our mindset will not be in the place it needs to be to be successful and live healthy and happy. You have people, I'm sure, in your life counting on you, whether it be kids or a spouse or parents or siblings or friends. Everybody's got at least one person that is wishing you the best, wanting you to be healthy, wanting you to be happy because they want you around for a long time. And if we aren't healthy, we aren't going to be living a long life. And who wants to live an unhealthy, unsatisfied, unfulfilled life for very long? So it's time to change it. I'm calling to action you to put together a vision board. Be creative. Elicit help from friends and family. Who would write something positive for you? Who is good at putting together a quote? Maybe you have a little one that can draw you a picture and it'll remind you of being a child and getting out and playing is important. I've started just playing. I get on a scooter and I scooter around our neighborhood with my backpack on for my leg stuff and everything. I look like one of the kids. It's time to play. It doesn't matter how old you are. I'm going to be 50 this year and I still want to play. I have a longboard skateboard. I'm trying to learn. I'm out surfing. I'm out skiing. I'm hiking. I'm playing. And that is what helps me have a positive mindset. When I have a positive mindset, I also attract the right kind of people around me. And those kind of people want to be there and they want to be inspired and they want to be helped. And they see you as a beacon of light in a world that's quite frankly, very hard at times on people. 
So with a call to action, I always say, hey, you know what? Visit my website and it'll be in the um, summary, but visit my website and tell me how it's going. Send me a picture. I would love that. Send me a picture, a picture of the vision board you've created. Um, you can find my email and the website, but uh, do it. Trust me on this. If you're struggling to find hope, if you're struggling to see positivity in your circumstance, if you're struggling with happiness or health, just try it. What's the worst that's going to happen? You've got something there that has dreams on it. I guarantee you, you're going to feel even a little bit better than you did before it. Get pictures of where you see yourself. And it could be not even pictures of you. Maybe you've never done it, done something you really want to do. Skydiving, I don't know. Find a magazine. Cut out a picture. Google search it. Print a picture out of someone skydiving and say, that's going to be me in a year. Whatever it is. It is goal setting, but it's goal setting in a more creative way. Add quotes, Bible verses, if, if you do that, um, mantras, things that you can say. A nice mantra at the top will start your day right and it'll get you in the right mindset to tackle the day and the new challenges of the day. Ask people for some pictures. Find some pictures of yourself, of what you did in the past that you want to get back to. And do, do, whatever you do, elicit the help of family and friends and have them write something positive for you. You might be surprised on what they're thinking and what their wishes are for you. And when it's written down and you get to see it every day, then you feel the love of those people around you. And then you realize you're not alone and that you have something to live for and somebody to live for. Now, small call to action but I think it'll have a big positive impact. And I really hope you'll, you'll take my word on that. All right. So again, we advocate for ourselves. Make sure that you're not doing this alone, but also know that you understand your body better than anybody else. So you have to step up and you have to be the one that tells your medical staff or whoever you're talking to, friends or family, what it is you need from them or, or for your own self. As we go through, um, March is now midway through, Limb Loss Awareness Month is coming up. And you guys, I'm so excited. April is Limb Loss Awareness Month. And I have five solid weeks of guests that you are not going to want to miss. Starting out with the last Wednesday in March, you'll hear from a friend of mine who is a shark attack victim and now a shark advocate. I'm so excited for you to meet him. I have the doctors and the physical therapy staff that have gotten me from point A to point B and their take on everything from surgeon to prosthetist to PT to my TMR surger, surgeon um, um, that I just had done. So make sure you subscribe to this channel. Make sure you uh, hold on because there are some really good things coming, some fun people to talk to, and some great advice. If you know someone who's also an amputee or struggling with um, certain situations medically, uh, make sure you share this with them because I would love to, to be able to share this. This is a wealth of information coming at you in April. 
I hope that you are doing well. I want the best for you. Reach out to me. Let me know how you're doing. And until next time, be healthy, be happy, be you.